What is up, guys? Welcome back to Commentators Cut. I'm your host, Waddell, and I am back with another One Tree Hill episode. For this week, we are starting off with Season 2, Episode 9, The Trick is to Keep Breathing. It is formal night here at Tree Hill High, so who are they going to go with? Who will they dance with? Who will they leave with? Well, let's just see how our characters handle this lovely night. For Haley and Nathan, things start off pretty sweet, you know? Haley jumps in on bed, gives Nathan some breakfast, and she's super excited to go to the formal, even though Nathan isn't particularly thrilled about it. He caves, of course, and they're going to go to the formal together. That was about the extent of the sweetness that was happening between the two of them. You find out that Nathan had this whole thing planned for Haley because he was told ahead of time that Haley was going to be crowned queen of the formal, which is very exciting for her. Love that. But the thing is, Haley gets wrapped up with Chris recording some more music. So she ends up going to the formal much later than expected. She misses all the stuff that Nathan has planned, and then they end up getting into a fight about it. This whole Chris, Haley, Nathan situation is just frustrating because from what we've seen, it's pretty clear that Haley doesn't like Chris. She was keeping it from Nathan because Nathan doesn't like Chris, which is fair enough, but if he is this involved with your music, you need to tell him. Because as much as Nathan doesn't like Chris, he does support your music. And we have been made very clear about that fact that Nathan cares about Haley's music. He just doesn't like Chris. That's really what it is. But then when they start this fight, Haley's like, oh, I get that you're threatened by him. And You might be upset because you didn't get to high flyers, but I have my music, but don't take it out on me. And this, this irks me, but that's because we know the behind the scenes information that she doesn't. So we know that Nathan did get into high flyers and he purposefully said no to them because he wants to be there and support her. And then she does figure this out, too, because Nathan tells her to go look in his drawer and see the letter that High Flyers sent him. Haley figures it out and she's like, wow, well, I feel like a jerk now. So she tries to call Nathan, but at that point, he's not having it anymore and he ignores her call. Just so much wrong with everything happening here. And the thing is, I get it. I understand why she would hide something like that from him, I guess, in the first place. She was apparently going to tell Nathan about the Chris recording that she did when he was in Charlotte. Um, Now, that I don't know about because there was no indication that she was going to say anything about what happened there. But you know what? She said she was going to say something. So I'll just keep that in mind. Ah, I don't know. It's just a lot to process. You can see things on both sides. For Haley, it makes sense why she kept it at first, even though she definitely should have told him. But also, it makes sense why Nathan's a little upset about it, because she lied to him about it, you know? So you can see why both of them are angry, but hopefully they work it out. 
Another couple that we see at formal is Lucas and Anna. And I think that this was one of Lucas's best episodes. He starts off telling Felix that he wants to take Anna to the formal. He makes his intentions very clear. And of course, Felix gets all up in his face because he's the overprotective brother. Can I just say the overprotective brother bit is very annoying, especially coming from Felix. Honestly, I normally don't mind the protective brother trope. It's whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. He cares. But in this case, it just rubs me the wrong way because I feel like it's so hypocritical coming from Felix. But maybe that's just me. Anyway, Lucas does, in fact, take Anna to the formal. They dance. They have a good time. Anna even gets ready with Peyton and Brooke, which is kind of weird, you know, since he dated both of them. But of course, One Tree Hill picks fun at that fact when Anna's like, what do you think Lucas likes, curly or straight? And then Peyton and Brooke come up behind her, Brooke with straight hair, Peyton with curly. Oh my gosh, what what a mess. The drama of it all. For the most part, honestly, both of them don't seem too affected. Okay, well, actually, I feel like Peyton doesn't seem affected by Anna being with Lucas whatsoever. Brooke, on the other hand, she she still seems a little touchy about the subject. And that's even when they get to the formal and Peyton's like, oh, Anna saved us seats. And Brooke's like, um, yeah, but do you know who she came with? Did you forget? Like, why would we sit with them? So Brooke obviously still has some stuff going on there with that whole situation, whereas Peyton, she seems to be fine. She is going about her life as if nothing happened there. Anyway, back to Anna and Lucas. They dance around, have a good time. All is well between them. Anna has some side moments on her own. And when she was sitting with Peyton and talking to her, they were just messing with each other's hair. And then Felix comes out of nowhere and it's like, oh, I didn't know this was a lesbian mixer. And all of a sudden, Anna gets very flustered and she's like, yeah, Peyton, don't be so gay. And you're like, um, what? And you can see that on Peyton's face. She's like, what just happened here? And then Anna's like, ah, gotta go. So they just leave it there and Anna goes away. But you're like, what is happening there? Oh, also, right before that, Anna was trying to talk to Peyton because she had seen the Coke that was in Peyton's purse when Anna was trying to get some lip balm. But then that's when they got interrupted with Felix's nonsense. So they don't really get to talk about that. In the end, though, Anna comes over to Peyton's house and they talk it out. She apologizes for her outburst and also they talk about the cocaine that was literally in Peyton's purse but Peyton's like don't worry I already flushed it down the toilet it's all good she might have said that but things were definitely not all good for Peyton which we will get to in a second Lucas still has his HCM test story going on but now Dan knows that he's not taking the test and like I said I think this is one of Lucas's best episodes. I think he has a lot of good moments. This HCM thing, though, is not one of them. It is so dumb that he does not want to take this test. 
I get it. This could potentially end everything that he has going for him when it comes to basketball. But this is a life or death situation, Lucas. You need to take it more seriously and get over yourself and take the test. As for the good stuff when it comes to Lucas, that brings us to Brooke. She starts things off with Peyton in the beginning and they're going dress shopping and Brooke can't afford her dress because she is still going through some pretty significant money issues. Peyton, being the good friend that she is, decides that she is going to pay for the dress that Brooke wants, which is very sweet of them. Love seeing them be friends. Like I mentioned with Anna's storyline, they're getting ready together and Peyton is wearing her mom's old dress, which is such a sweet moment for her. I love that. Also, she looks amazing. I think her look was my favorite of all the gals from this night. So good for P. Sawyer. Not so good was the fact that Rick came knocking again and he gave Peyton some CDs, but also gave her the Coke, which is what Anna found in Peyton's purse later on. Guys like Rick are disgusting because what are you gaining from giving this child a little vial of cocaine? You know, why why are you doing this? Please go away. Thankfully, later on, when it seems like Peyton's about to use what was given to her, she stumbles into Karen and Karen's able to give her some support. Again, kind of like how we saw at Trick. So that was a touching moment between them. I really like seeing the interactions between Karen and Peyton. I think they're always very, very well done. So that's nice. Back to Brooke. Her and Peyton might have gone to the formal together, but they were doing very different things almost immediately because they walk in the doors and then Brooke goes off to dance with Mouth. So she's talking to Mouth and saying all these things about how guys are annoying and blah, blah, blah. And Mouth's kind of like, yeah, cool. Because Brooke is saying all this stuff about how guys like Felix are annoying and rude and disrespectful and girls love guys like Mouth. But at the same time, I mean, she's still messing around with Felix and sees Mouth as a brother or a friend. So she's not really backing up what she's saying, at least not in Mouth's case, which I guess is why Mouth is friends with Felix, because I always just think, why is he with him? I don't understand what it is, but it's because guys like Felix are getting the girls that Mouth likes. So I guess he feels that if he's around Felix, knows how he acts, what he does, then he'll be able to get those girls too, which is so unfortunate. But I guess that's high school, right? That's so sad. Oh my gosh. Brooke continues the night, just bopping around, doing her thing, but then she runs into Mouth again when he decides that he's going to tell the truth about what him and Felix have been hiding from her. So he comes clean about the dollhouse and how Felix lied about taking care of Brooke after the trick opening when really it was him, and Brooke is not happy about this. She blows up at mouth and walks away and then she finds Felix and breaks things off with him and all around she is just very upset. And I feel like the first few times, honestly, actually, even when I watched it, 
just a little bit ago, I was like, why is she so upset at Mouth? I don't get it. I understand that he lied, but I feel like her reaction was not in line with the offense. It was. It very much was when it came to Felix. But for Mouth, I was like, what the heck? Why are you so upset? And then when we got to her conversation with Lucas, I was like, oh, it wasn't so much about mouth specific lie. It was the fact that he lied in general. And Brooke is just very sensitive to lying right now because she just went through something very, very traumatic for her. Her best friend and her boyfriend were both lying to her about being together behind her back, which totally sucks. And the thing is, she has forgiven them. I think that's pretty evident by the way that she interacts with Peyton and the way that she interacts with Lucas, but she hasn't forgotten. Those feelings didn't go away. The way that she was hurt, all of that didn't just disappear. So she's still trying to get over everything that went on. That's why her guard is up, especially when it comes to lying. And I was like, oh, poor Brooke. She just doesn't want to be hurt. And the thing is, I know this. I've watched it before. And also, I totally understand. So I get that she doesn't want to be hurt. But seeing it and hearing her thoughts and the way that she was speaking to Lucas and just the question of why do guys lie? It just, I don't know makes me feel it in a different kind of way. At the end of the night, though, Brooke and Lucas find themselves together and it's not anything dramatic. It's not as if they're making out on the beach or whatever. And honestly, I very much enjoy the conversation that they have. Um, I like the fact that Brooke was not holding back. She made it very clear that Lucas hurt her. Um, She said it straight to his face. But also, Lucas wasn't trying to defend what he did he took it and he recognizes the fact that he hurt her also I love that he didn't say we weren't trying to hurt you he's already said that before and I think by now she realizes that I think if she thought they were trying to hurt her then she wouldn't be friendly with them at this point so she knows that and With everything that she's going through, she definitely didn't need to hear that from him because whether they meant to hurt her or not, they hurt her. So it doesn't really matter. Um, So I love that he didn't say that. And when he offered to take her home and she's like, I don't need you. He's like, "Okay," you know, he doesn't push that. No, he's going to be there and he's going to help her. She says that she doesn't need it. So he's like, fine, I'm going to leave. But then she's like, wait, actually, I don't want to walk. So he does end up taking her home, but it's still not super weird. And Brooke even says, I'm glad that we're being friends again. So I appreciated the end of everything for them from that episode. Now, Felix, of course, sees this interaction and he's not too happy about it. But who really cares? Because they didn't do anything crazy. So whatever Felix thinks is his business. The Tree Hill formal definitely did not go the way that everyone had planned, but it gave us some interesting stories (laughs) for this episode and will surely cause some drama in the episodes to come because, duh, it's a TV show. I do want to say, though, our girl Peyton, she was getting beat up this episode. 
Felix coming at her with the lesbian comment, her mom's dress getting ruined, the cocaine. I mean, she was just taking hits left and right just to be alone at the end of the night. I mean, Anna came by in the end and they had a little sleepover. But for the most part, Peyton was just on her own. And I was like, someone please give this girl a hug. Anything anything because wow I just really felt bad for her if my night went like hers I definitely would be sobbing in my pillow at the end so good on her I guess for being kind of okay oh man but anyway that is all I have for episode nine I don't have any quotes and nothing else really to touch on so we can just move right in to our next episode Season 2, Episode 10, Don't Take Me for Granted. First off, Felix, because I don't like him and I just want to get it out of the way. Um, he comes in, guns a with Anna and everything happening there. And just like attacking her for stuff that's going on with Peyton. And you're kind of like, what happened at Anna's old school that is making Felix act this way? But also, if you're going to play the protective brother, I feel like shouting at her this way isn't the way to do it. But hey, you have your own methods, I guess. The rest of the episode, anyway, Felix is kind of just sulking because he wants to be with Brooke, but Brooke doesn't want to be with him and whatever. He ends up getting his way, though, in the end, because Brooke thinks that Felix is the one that broke her car windshield. Felix says that he didn't, but even though he says he didn't, he still gave Brooke the money to fix it. Then he told her about his old girlfriend and that's why he's doing this whole friends with benefits thing because just like Brooke, he didn't want to get hurt again. In the end, Brooke actually forgives him and I was just like, Brooke, why? Why? I understand it's a sad story and you can sympathize with him and all that stuff, but no, that doesn't mean all the other stuff he did wrong just goes away. You know, he has done a lot of other things that be keeping an eye out for and that's what upsets me about that whole situation. But that was basically all for Felix in this episode. As for Brooke, we got more Brooke and Lucas content. And I'm sorry, guys, but I truly do love to see it. Oh, yeah, I know I shouldn't. He he cheated on her. And I know that. But I don't know what it is about the two of them. I really do enjoy it. At least in these scenes, I do. Because it's just sweet. And they're friends. And they're talking. Maybe it's because that's how Brooke feels. She's just lighthearted about it. She's like, this is nice being able to talk to you again. So I'm like, this is nice them talking again. Like, aw. Yeah, Brooke and Lucas are on better terms. So they continue about. He even drives her to school because, like I said, her windshield was broken. Lucas did fix this windshield and he didn't even make her pay because he called in some favors. It was at this point that I was like, oh, Brooke is so not over Lucas because that look that she gave Lucas when Anna came out and then 
the both of them got in his car together and drove off, you know, without her. And you could just see it. You're like, baby girl is still hurting from the loss of that relationship. And uh, heart shattered. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of her windshield, by the end of the episode, we find out that Mouth was the one that broke it because he got drunk off of one drink, which is hilarious to me. He said it was a big drink. So there's that. But still, I mean, come on, Mouth. Anyway, he got drunk and he was just upset. And he went to her house and literally broke her windshield. So you're like, whoa, there. That's a lot. I mean, I get that you're sad about being in the friend zone. But literally breaking her car is probably not the way to go mouth too late now he already did it and he does feel bad about it so there's that I guess Peyton this episode is getting hit again this time someone literally took red spray paint and wrote dyke on her locker Uh, I just wow this poor girl are you kidding me Peyton literally was minding her business the entire night and all of this crap is happening to her I mean it's just unfair the writers were being mean to her these few episodes (laughs) oh my gosh now you think that this would be a normal storyline of something like this happening where the girl like runs off and cries about it and then you know people kind of just move on after her friends are like it's okay we know it's not true blah 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 but they actually do something cool here and they have Peyton stick up for people that could have felt targeted and singled out by this awful awful act. Peyton tells Anna that she wants to do her part and help out the people that might feel like they can't speak out. So I thought that was really cool of them to take that storyline in that way. Peyton literally ends up getting suspended because of this. So that's just another way that she's getting knocked down yet again. Initially, that first day that um, it was written on her locker, Lucas actually goes over to her house after school just to see if she's okay because he saw that she left after lunch and didn't stay for the whole school day. So he's like, hey, just wanted to check on you. Like, how are you doing? I know this sucks and that's not great what they did to your locker. Um, But then he ends up seeing a picture of Jake that was torn. So he's like, oh, you miss Jake, don't you? And then Peyton gets really upset And kind of like how I was shocked by how Brooke was getting upset with Mouth in the last episode. I was like, wait, Peyton, why are you so angry right now? What did he do? He just asked about Jake and she was not having it. She's like, we haven't talked in so long. Like, why are you here? And he's like, because I care about you. Ah, I don't know. And she was like, you need to leave. So he left. (laughs) Um, And I was kind of just like, what just happened there? At the end of the episode, she goes to Brooke and she's in tears because you realize, sure, she appreciates that Lucas came over to check on her, but she doesn't want Lucas to check on her. She wants her best friend Brooke to be there. And the thing is, Brooke has just been so occupied with her family's money problems and the Felix situation that she hasn't really been there for Peyton so 
Peyton came over to talk to her and you finally get this moment between these two best friends that I feel like we've been craving for forever and they're truly just talking to each other and being open and having a conversation. And of course, Felix comes in to mess it up because Brooke and Felix got together, like I said. So I'm just like, no, why? So yeah, Peyton ends up getting up and she's like, oh my gosh, so sorry, I'll leave. And Brooke's like, no, wait, uh, stay. But it's too late, Peyton's going. And it just really sucks. But at the same time, I'm glad that they kind of acknowledged it in a way because... I feel like it's just been brushed over the fact that Peyton and Brooke haven't really been talking or at least not talking about anything important. And in a way, they addressed that by having this scene. So that's something, I guess. Two quick side stories um, before I get into my main event of Haley and Nathan. Anyway, first off, there's Lucas and his whole HCM thing. His mom finds out, so she gets very upset, understandably so, and is yelling at him and says that he has to take the test. And Lucas is like, no, I'm not taking the test, mom. (laughs) But she's like, uh, sure you're not. And then basically bans him from basketball to the point where she tells his friends and even on the river court, the boys are afraid to play with him because of the fear that Karen Rowe instilled on them. So I just love that. I feel like (laughs) the first few times that I watched this and I was like, Karen, why are you being so dramatic? Like, let the boy live his life. But now I'm like, no, she's justified in this response because this condition could literally kill him. So I don't know why I thought that she was being dramatic about him not wanting to take this test. I guess it's just the fact that sometimes you forget that they're in high school, you know, they're not adults. So they can't just be making these decisions like this. And it's a very high school response, the way that Lucas is acting. But still, you're just like, bro, this is dumb. Take the test. You could die. So yeah, there's that. The other side story that was happening here was Keith and Dan because Dan offered Keith a management position and Jules, his girlfriend, is like, no, you should stick with Charleston, go there. And you're kind of like, why is she pushing for Charleston so much? But then you find out that Jules is working with Dan. So that I, wow. It took me back to the original reveal of that part of the story. And I was just like, wow, wow, that's really happening. Dan is really this manipulative. I just, man, which is crazy because just in the last episode, it's like, Dan is actually being sweet. He cares about Lucas and his health. He cares about Deb. So he told her the truth about him actually being okay. So he's going to the beach house, but then Deb actually lets him stay. So you're just like, Dan, he's really good at towing the line of good and bad. And mm, it really irks me. It really does. But yeah, that was the other side story. Anyway. Haley and Nathan. Obviously, things did not end up well for them at the end of the last episode. Nathan ended up sleeping over at Lucas's and Haley's looking all over for him because she's like, ah, he didn't come home. 
So he finally gets back. They have a conversation and he just flat out says that he doesn't want Haley working with Chris. And I just, I have such mixed feelings about this because I'm like, uh, coming from Nathan's perspective, I get it. If I was married and my husband was working with a woman that was very obviously trying to wedge herself between me and my husband, I probably would say I don't want him working with her either. So I totally get that. But then I was also really proud of Haley because she's like, well, I'm not going to do that because she really cares about her music. And Chris is a way for her to get in the music industry. So you're like, "Mm, it's it's a hard one. And the thing is, though, I feel like I lean more towards it being okay this request, more so because of. Nathan's motives behind it isn't so much because he doesn't trust Haley and he doesn't believe in her music. It's just the fact that he does not like Chris. Chris is an issue and he doesn't want that issue present. So he just wants her to not work with him. And he makes it very clear because he's like, you don't need Chris. You can do this on your own because he believes that much in her music. Also, when Nathan went to the studio to talk directly to Chris, Nathan pinned Chris to a wall once Chris insinuated the fact that Nathan doesn't trust Haley. Nathan wasn't having it. And I was like, ah, wow. Yeah. Seeing Chris pinned against that wall. Amazing. Eventually, Haley comes to Nathan and she's like, you know what? I'm so sorry. And I'm not going to work with Chris anymore. I don't know. It's just it's just so hard because obviously they live in a small town. So there's only so many connections you can have without someone coming out there to see her. I don't know. I mean, by the end of the episode, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll speak about it in a second. Nathan is happy that Haley does not want to work with Chris anymore. And you see at the end that he's getting ready to welcome Haley home and they're going to have this dinner and probably talk some more about the whole situation. But when Haley went to tell Chris that she's not going to work with him anymore, Chris gets inside her head again, saying all these things about how, oh, Nathan got to you and you need this. Like you need to follow your music. You're not committed enough. You know, he knows all the right buttons to push and uh, headaches. Oh, my gosh. I just wow. To top it all off, he kisses her. And I was just like, what? What is happening? Why? Mm -mm. Thankfully, Haley's like, what are you doing? And she leaves. Now, she didn't do it in a very angry way. She was kind of flustered by everything. And you're like, wait, Haley, do you actually like him? And Chris is like, well, Haley, you know, it was always between us. There was always something there. And Haley doesn't deny it. And then you're like, whoa, is she actually considering this? Does she actually think this? But she does leave. So for a second, you're like, okay, sigh of relief. Ah, good. But no. Right 
at the end of the episode as we see Nathan getting ready for this lovely dinner that he has prepared for them. Haley shows up at the bus station with Chris. No. No. And Chris is like, "Mm, I knew you were going to come. And she's like, yeah, I was going home to Nathan. And then I just ended up here. What do you mean you just ended up here? You can't just end up somewhere. You. uh, Oh, my gosh. It. mm, I mean, I know what happens next. But oh, my gosh. I watching this again. Really? Whoo. Wow. Yeah. Not not a fan of it. So that was the Haley Nathan situation. All around awful. I hate it very much. The end sequence for this episode was just packed with things. I I felt like I was internally screaming the entire like last five minutes because, um, you know, you had the Jules and Dan reveal. You had Deb coming to tell Karen that she lied about sleeping with Keith. And then Karen's face is just like, what? Um, obviously, the Haley and Chris thing that I just talked about. Jake is back. Oh, my gosh. We ah! Jake is back. And Felix and Brooke officially, I guess, becoming a couple. But the end of that one scene, because right before all of that, Lucas went to talk to Anna. Why? Because Nathan told Lucas that, you know, what's wrong with your heart? It's not right because you have feelings for this girl and you need to tell her. Okay, that kind of came out of left field. Where? What? I feel like nothing was leading up to Nathan saying that whatsoever, but he said it. So Lucas goes to talk to Anna and you're like, oh, Anna's the girl that he has feelings for. But no, he went to break up with Anna because he still has feelings for Brooke. Uh, wow. They they have been kind of teasing that the past episode and the beginning of this episode but still I was just like I feel like that happened very quickly thankfully though Lucas learned from his past mistakes and instead of starting up with another girl while he was with someone else he went to Anna and he was very straightforward he said look I like you I care about you but I still have some unresolved stuff with this other girl and I need to work it out so he makes it clear that things are over with them and he's gonna go to this other girl. We love to see growth, but he's too late. He got there and Brooke is kissing Felix and that's how we end the episode. And oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yes, many, many internal screams, a few audible screams, honestly, as I was watching the end of this episode. Most of those audible ones were solely because of Jake, though. I love Jake Jagowski so much. Oh my gosh. But yes, that was episode 10. I do, in fact, have some quotes from this one, just two, and they're just funny quotes, so nothing too much to discuss here. The first one was right after Nathan had pinned Chris and he was like walking out the door and <laughs> Nathan tells Chris, don't cry, Rockstar. It'll ruin your makeup. Oh, my gosh. It's so petty. 
It's so petty, but I love it. (laughs) Seeing a little bit of bad boy Nathan again. I shouldn't be happy about it, but I was. And then the other funny quote was from Karen when she was yelling at Lucas about, you know, taking his HCM test. Oh, can I just say the fact that Nathan was the one to tell Karen about this HCM test? I love that because... He's being a good brother. When he told Lucas that, yeah, sure, if anyone asks, I'm not going to tell them that you didn't take it because that's what you want. And I was just like, I mean, I guess, but also no. So he did the right thing and told his mom because he cares about him. Anyway, Karen tells Lucas, you know what they don't show you at the end of those hero movies? The hero's mother putting her foot up his ass. And I just die every single time. Because, oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous. But I love it. That was my final quote. Those were my final thoughts. So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will be back next week with another one. And... Ah, this is when things really start to heat up. So I am very much looking forward to it. I'm probably going to watch the next two episodes right now. That is all for this week. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.